We all know that inflation is a real thing. It's happening. It's happening now. And it could be really affecting your business. Uh, We had a dip in students in my studio um, recently, and everyone was so sublimely happy and raving about us and, and talking about how wonderful everything was. Yet they were leaving. This was happening in the last month. And Honestly, I think it's got to do with fear, affordability, um, you know, prices hiking up in every part of our lives. Inflation is real and it is affecting my business. And I think that, you know, I am seeing it across the board with my coaching clients and other studio owners that I'm talking to. It's truly affecting their business and they are seeing a decline in students and retention. So what can we do about it? Well, today I'm going to share with you six things you need to know to make it through. These are six points that I want to share with you because, um, you know, I'm, I'm still I'm still moving along and, and I'm doing okay. Um, and I think if I hadn't implemented some of these steps um, along the way, then we'd be in really deep water and big trouble. But I want to share it with you because I don't want you to get to that point where it's too late and then you have to close the doors. Yeah, we don't want that. So what can we do to turn this around? What can we do to keep as many students as we can to keep the profit flowing and to make sure that your studio doors and your business doors are remaining open during this period of, you know, crazy price hikes, (laughs) right? Um, Let's do it. Let's look at it. Here we go. Hey there, I'm Josephine Lancuba and you're listening to Business Arts and All That Jazz. I've been immersed in the creative business world and performing arts industry for over 20 years. I know from experience that being an artist, a creative or running a creative business can be a tough gig, but I'm here to tell you it's possible. I went from having zero dollars to my name and living below the poverty line to then living paycheck to paycheck, to finally living a life of comfort, happiness, passion, and even stability. In this podcast, I peel back the curtain and share with you the ups and downs of my journey. Plus, I tap into the minds of creative industry experts to discover their paths to success. I know you have a spark inside of you, that little voice that tells you to reach for the stars. I want to help you step into your limelight to have the courage to live a life you dream of, a life that you design. So get ready to be entertained and inspired as we talk business, arts, and all that jazz. Hi, it's Josephine Lane-Cuber here, your performing arts business strategist, speaker, and coach. Um, Before we kick in today, I just want to let you know that in about a month's time, um, this September 2022, uh, we are opening the doors to Talent Manager Bootcamp. So this is the eight-week course designed to take you from studio owner to talent manager. And this happens in eight weeks by providing you with, you know, the insights and the industry um, information you need to create your own in-house talent management service. So I've popped a link in the show notes, so make sure you check it out. And um, yeah, we'll talk more about it later in the show. But for now, jump on the wait list so that you get the update of when the doors open for Talent Manager Bootcamp. Okay, so 
Losing students is a scary thing, especially when you've worked so hard to get over this whole COVID period. We've just spent the last two and a half years, you know, basically trying to just get through this terrible mess that COVID left behind. We felt like, well, at least I felt like that we were in a position where we were really doing well. So we've come out of COVID. We actually, we, when I talk about we, I mean my studio, right? So, and we, our team and business. So we actually came through it. Um, we doubled our numbers, our student numbers, um, from pre-COVID numbers to post-COVID, we doubled our numbers. Now, during COVID, don't get me wrong, we plummeted severely, went down to 40% retention. But then later, um, we increased. And then year on year from December to January, from December 2021 to January 2022, we doubled our numbers and the retention rate during that enrollment season was over 90%. So did really well. Everything was going great. And then, boom. <laughs> <laughs> there was an explosion, an inflation explosion, you might call it. And people started getting scared. Um, they, you know, people stopped spending money. I mean, I went to the grocery store the other day and I bought a bag of grapes for $17. Now you're probably going, why'd you buy them? Why'd you pay for them? <laughs> it was $17. I swear it's like 50 cents a grape. Like what the going on in the world is what I'm saying. Um, well, I bought them because my son hardly eats anything. He's a beige food boy and um, he eats grapes. And, you know, being the mum that I am that wants to give my kids as much nutritional value as possible if he's going to eat grapes and they're costing a dollar a pop, <laughs> I figure, hey, it's better than lollies. So, you know, I bought the grapes for $17 for the bag. But that's pretty crazy, right? I mean, we were talking about lettuce for $12. I mean, it's just gone insane. Wages have just gone up, right? So in, if you're listening um, in Australia, we know that wages have gone up anywhere from, what is it, like, I don't know, 46 to 5.2%, whatever. depends where you are and what, and what your minimum wage hiring is and all that jazz. We now have to pay superannuation on people who are contractors and there's no minimum hours, I think, to that. And there's so much going on in the world, right? So... Not only is the cost of living gone up through just general things like your groceries, but also everything that surrounds that. So everything like employing people as an employer, hiring staff has become more expensive. Like we just had to do because of um, the minimum wage increase that happened recently. We've just upped all of our staff wages, you know, so and it might only be a couple of bucks, you know, 5%, whatever, but and don't quote me on those numbers. I'm just giving a general, you know, roundabout thing. Make sure you speak to your accountant. Don't just listen to me. This is just, I'm just giving you approximates here. Um, but yeah, so we've had to increase their their rates and, and that's expensive. You know, superannuation has increased. I don't know, what was it? It used to be 9.5%, went to 10%, it's going up 10.5%. I mean, so this is the world we live in. Now, <sighs> That means people are a little bit afraid to, to spend at the moment. Now, like COVID, the initial reaction was just that reactive. So when COVID hit, everyone disappeared. They're like, nope, 
I don't, I can't do anything. I don't want to do anything. Even when we were allowed to go back into person, people were scared. They weren't going to the theater. They weren't booking tickets. They weren't coming to workshops, you know, um, even when you could. But then they got over it. And for the most part, they got over it. There's always going to be a handful of people that are still COVID scared and that's okay um, because everyone's got a different situation. But for the most part, most people are pretty much over it and your classes should be fairly back to normal. Okay, for the most part, depending where you are, of course, in the world. Now, this is, um, I think this could be the case at the moment with this inflation scare. So the cost of living is rising. So everyone's, you know, nervous as they understandably should be. Um, And so they're spending less, which is fine. But what's happening is something that I believe could possibly be temporary, just like the whole COVID thing. So, but how long will it last for? I don't know. I don't know. Nobody has a crystal ball on these things. So all we can do is put some steps in place to ease the burden of the current situation and the current financial climate where people are wanting to spend less. And um, and I've got six ways that I've started implementing in my business which is helping me get through and that's exactly what this lesson um i call it a lesson god i'm such a teacher aren't i (laughs) it's an episode guys but you know what i mean um and that's exactly what this episode's about so if inflation is losing you students i'm going to give you six things that you need to know to make it through and i hope make it a little bit easier okay So the number one thing is don't panic. Yes, literally point one is don't panic because when you make decisions based on desperation, uh, you know, it usually leads to a bad decision. I know this. It's like making a desperate um, hire, staff hire. You know, you really need someone, you need a teacher, you need someone on admin and you desperately hire someone and you don't follow your normal protocols or processes or whatever and you end up getting a dud, <laughs> right? It can happen. I mean, you can get a dud even when you follow processes, but, <clears throat> you know, um, it's worse when you're desperate. But the first thing is do not panic. Do not make knee-jerk reactions. Do not be led by desperation or fear, yeah? Because you want to really avoid, um, you want to avoid those pain points. I I totally get that, but you also want to make sure that you're looking after yourself. Now, if you heard any scratching noises in the background, that would have been my little cat, Ruby. She's um, here sitting in my office and she's scratching about. So I I just kicked her out. Hopefully that wasn't too much of a disruption. But yeah, so number one, don't panic. Do not be led by desperation and fear, okay? Um, Knee-jerk reactions never work. Now, number two is look at ways to reduce your costs. So if you're losing some students, and it may be a temporary thing right now, I know I am. And I just finished off the back of Moana Junior. We just did the production. We had rave reviews. Like, I'm serious. Like, people were saying that was the best show we ever did. The kids loved it. It was all, like, happening. And we had so many parents um, still, even though they were 
so happy with everything come to us say hey we're going to just take a short break but we are going to come back to you but we want to take a break right now and there was just a few too many of those recently and that's never happened to us mid-year i mean obviously covid was a different scenario but yeah mid-year um because that's we have two enrollment seasons um, at my studio, which is our mid-year intake and our in end of year slash beginning of year intake. So essentially for Australians that are, that understand, um, the, the four terms per year, those four 10 week slots per year, we do an intake after term two. I mean, we enroll all year round. That's not what I'm saying, but we have a big campaign mid-year, um, advertising, marketing, new show titles, that sort of thing. And then at the end of the year, we run another campaign, which is quite large, and that's um, our December, January intake. So anyway, normally our mid-year intake is very good, and then we also have good retention. Um, but, yeah, that's where we sort of dropped a little bit this time because it happened – at the time when there was all that big buzz in the media about the inflation and, and it's still going, the buzz isn't gone, but when it really hit and it's like, boom, mortgage rates are going up and interest rates and all the things. So yeah, that happened. Um, so we had to look at ways to reduce costs. So I started looking at various options. Um, first of all, looking at subscriptions and just deciding if we needed all of our subscriptions. Um, some of the value inclusions that we had for our clients, um, you know, we were giving free virtual singing lessons to our members and stuff, one-on-one -on -one coaching, blah, blah, blah. It was all attached to a package. We actually removed that option because we still had to pay for that service because we had to pay the coach. Um, so we removed some of the value inclusions, still making sure that it wasn't affecting the quality and outcome of our service, but just um, just looking at how we could do things better, um, making sure that, you know, if we had booked rehearsals, boot camps, really tightening the hours that we'd spend on site, like do we need to have a four hours or can we get away with three-hour rehearsal um, because we pay per hour rental fees and, and coaches and things like that. Um, other things that we explored, I actually explored the world of virtual assistance for our administration team. I decided not to go down that route, but I do know people that that love virtual assistants. So I essentially booked some appointments with some um, admin people and like companies in the Philippines. And I mean, you can get fantastic staff members, administrative staff or whatever you need for like, they were charging around 10 to $15 Australian per hour, which we know is so different to like paying $30 an hour for someone in Australia. Um, but because the role I was looking to replace at the time, which was only a couple of weeks ago, was our customer experience role. So basically the person that deals directly with our customers, I did, I did think about going remotely with a virtual assistant for that, but decided against it, but I'm not against it completely. Um, if it were for a different job. So anything that's really data entry, um, marketing, digital stuff, Facebook management, um, 
bookkeeping it like you can do so much with a virtual assistant so I'm not ruling it out that was my first hurrah with investigating that area but anyway so just look at what are you spending your money on and are there things that you can reduce cost in perhaps it's your suppliers <coughs> perhaps you could look at you know different suppliers or negotiating the rates so just having a think about that um we had some suppliers that came back and have started increasing their rates with us because their costs have gone up. So, you know, we're starting to think, hmm, maybe there's a better way, you know. Um, drop shipping's a great one for, for merchandise and stock. So if you don't want to purchase stock outright and you don't want to hold stock, we actually do drop shipping for merchandise. So we go through different websites um, where, like, for example, if we're doing a particular limited edition shirt, we don't order the shirts. We just go and design it on a drop shipping site. They print them and send them directly to our clients. So we've figured all that out and that's just a great great way. So we have a markup and we make a few bucks off each shirt or whatever we're doing and we don't have to stock it, we don't have to pack it, we don't have to send it. So it's a beautiful thing. But, yeah, there are so many things that you can do to reduce costs. So just think about that. That's my number two. Number three, add value to your current clients. So keeping your current clients happy. Now that might sound a little bit hypocritical because two seconds ago I was saying we actually reduced some of our value inclusions, but they were high cost value inclusions. So the key here in adding value to your current clients is community. You need to maintain a great feeling for your community what can you do to do that? What are low cost activities that you can do? Um, things, I mean, it can be as simple as giving everyone birthday cards on their birthday or over Easter, you know, um, having an Easter bunny appearance in the studio and giving out chocolate Easter eggs or whatever. Like, what can you do to uplift your community and make them just love you that they won't want to leave? Okay, that their kid will be so upset or this, the student will be so upset to leave you. So just think about that. So this is all about community building, but it's also about adding low cost inclusions. So for example, a virtual masterclass run by the director of the or the principal of the studio, that's a high value offer. Like you as a studio owner or you as the business owner are of a high value. So if you run a school holiday virtual masterclass, that costs you nothing except like one hour online of your time, okay? And people can opt in and it can be free. Like you don't have to charge that. You can say, hey, these school holidays, we're going to be, or get your coaches to do it and all you pay is for their hourly rate. We actually do this. We offer um, school holiday inclusions for our students, virtual masterclasses. And it's great. They love it. And it's it's just upping the value of our service. So that's something that you can consider. Um, so number one, don't panic. <laughs> number two, look at ways to reduce costs. Number three, add value to your current clients. Okay, so number four is keep showing up. Now, this sounds maybe a little obvious, but honestly, I'm going to talk about how you can show up, but 
when things are in a lull, the normal thing for people to do, not just business owners, people, is to retreat. When it's not going well, you know, maybe there was 20 people in a class, now there's only five, you're feeling embarrassed, ashamed, you're feeling like you're a failure. You know, you don't even want to teach it anymore. You don't even want to run it anymore. Or, you know, you, you're you not showing up online. You're not um, giving to your community. You know, there are ways that you can do this. So firstly, it's, you know, you've got to celebrate the wins. When things are bad, you've got to elevate the good. You've got to share the wins. You can do this through live videos. So I do lives in my private Facebook groups. Um, so I do that and I show up. Some of my groups I'll show up weekly, others monthly. I might do an update and Q&A in my private Facebook groups with my communities. Um, you know, showing up doesn't mean necessarily showing your face in the studio. It, it, it depends on your model. Like for me, I am not the core coach or teacher in my space, so that's not relevant to me. But showing up is about, you know, posting on social media, sharing content, doing live videos. It could be that you're teaching. It could be that you're in the studio. It could be however you show up. It could be that you're doing reels, that you're, you know, getting the kids engaged or the students rather, because it depends if you have kids or adults as your students, but getting your students engaged and creating content and reels and fun activities and posting it online and getting them to share it and, you know, running a hashtag competition or whatever you're doing, right? You've got to keep showing up. If you're marketing, like if you're paying for marketing, um, don't just stop all of your marketing dollars. Like obviously it has to be right for you financially, but don't just quit everything. you got to keep marketing, you know, whether that be through Facebook ads, newsletters in schools, I don't know, whatever you do, showing up at the local um, events, like performing at, you know, council events, festivals, the Easter show, whatever you're doing, keep showing up and keep being there for your clients it could be just emailing them as for check-ins hey how are you going you know um yeah just just making sure that you're there for them that's a big one you got to keep showing up and the easiest way to do it is through social media live videos reels that sort of thing um you know continuing sharing content, your newsletters. Um, you could do weekly emails to your database, that kind of thing. Number five, take care of you first. So if you find that you're falling into a financial pit, you need to make sure that you're taking care of you first. If that means you have to fire someone to make it work, then you got to do it. If that means you have to... Um, like I said, reduce some services, remove low profitability, low profit activities or no profit activities, even though you might hurt the feelings of three of your families, you got to do it. There's no two ways about it. Um, and that's hard. I know. I just recently let go of four out of eight club sites because they were low profit um, and they were disappointed people. I mean, we had people in them. I just, it just wasn't um, where I wanted it to be financially. So even if it did turn a small profit, it wasn't enough 
to warrant the work involved and I'd rather spend my time somewhere else, you need to start looking after yourself. And that means valuing your time, setting boundaries, removing low profit activities from your plate, things that just aren't working that don't feel good. Okay. Number six, innovate. So before I get into innovate, I just want to quickly recap for you. Number one, don't panic. Number two, look at ways to reduce costs. Number three, add value to your current clients. Number four, keep showing up. Number five, take care of you first. Number six, innovate. Now, how do you innovate when things are feeling flat and low? Well, I've got a way. (laughs) You can introduce new and exciting offers, things that your students, your clients, your people have never seen before. Now, I really want to share with you the magic of having an in-house talent management service. So you could have, you know, your students working in television, film, commercial, theatre, you already nurture the talent. They're right there sitting in front of you waiting for you to serve them at your highest level. And that is exactly what having an in-house talent management service or a talent agency in-house can do for you. Now, this is what I do. I coach studio owners on how to create their own agencies or talent management services. Um, I do this through my flagship course, which is Talent Manager Bootcamp, but that one only opens every three to four months um, and it's only open for eight days at a time. So it is very limited. (laughs) Um, And if you're interested in that particular course, I've got the link in the show notes, but you can also um, head to, I'll I'll give it to you here as well, josephinelangcuba.com forward slash TMB. So that's TMB short for Talent Manager Bootcamp. So josephinelangcuba.com forward slash TMB and that link is in the show notes. And there you can jump on the wait list. Um, The wait list basically says, hey, I'm interested, send me the date when it's available and you'll get the updates because, like I said, if you miss it and it can happen in the blink of an eye (laughs) because it's only open for eight days. So do that because – and then there's the other side of it. So when I'm not in a launch and it's the course isn't open, I also do have private coaching clients that I coach, um, you know, weekly or whatever or fortnightly – and yeah, provide them with the in the industry insights so that they can create their own in-house talent management service. Um, you can do it within like eight to 12 weeks. You could be up and running. It's not rocket science, guys. Um, but look, that's an innovative way to introduce something new and exciting into your space. Maybe having a talent management service isn't for you, but what else can you do? What's an innovative idea, something new and fresh? It could be, and this is something I've actually got in the pipeline that I really want to do, is um, start a YouTube channel. Well, we have a YouTube channel, but I don't really use it at the moment. It's not been part of my strategy, to be honest, but it's something I really want to um, focus on. Yeah, I want to create like basically a TV space on YouTube for our studio and create content that um, features our students and is creative and they share and like and, you know, just cool stuff that they are highly engaged and involved in. Um, I think that could be a really innovative strategy and could be a great retention piece if basically we're making our students YouTube stars. But, you know, and it's fun. 
it's just fun, you know. So what can you do? What's an innovative thing that you can do? Um, and, yeah, just just change it up and look at new ways on how you can start generating revenue. I know for me, having an in-house talent agency is definitely um, an additional revenue stream. Um, it, not only does it increase our our revenue, it also increases our student retention and our industry credibility. So it's a win-win for me. Those are the three key benefits. But anyway, guys, I hope that's been helpful. I don't want you to give up. I know, like we've got a saying in, in my studio, we have our immutable laws. These are our core values. And one of them is positivity or death, which sounds really drastic, but essentially it means, you know, if you don't want to die, then, <laughs> then there's no other option but positivity because death is not an option, right? So positivity or death, and that's all that means. But it's hard to remain positive when things seem difficult, not just in your business, but for your own personal self. Like you're going to the grocery store and you used to have a full trolley and now it's like for the same money, you've got half because you're spending $17 on grapes. Okay. So I get it. I get it. I'm with you on it. I totally understand. But, you know, and I don't want to I don't want to minimize the way people feel by saying remain positive, you know, it's hard. I know, but I do believe that I can do hard things and I believe you can too. And I hope these six, six little steps, um, six little ways to help you, you know, make it through this inflation period. Um, I hope that inspires some thought and really helps you through. So remember, don't panic. Look at ways to reduce costs. Add value to your current clients and really nurture that community and offer low-cost inclusions. Keep showing up. Take care of you first and innovate. And if innovation means coming up with something exciting that's going to retain and attract your students, then you've got to do it. But, look, if you can't think of anything else, then believe me, um, you know, I'm telling you now, a talent management service is a, is a great way forward and, I, and I'd love that for you. So be sure to jump on the link in the show notes. J- jump on the Talent Manager Bootcamp waitlist. Doors are opening this September and I'd love to have you join me and other studio owners on this journey so that, yeah, you can provide professional performance opportunities for your students and keep them excited and, you know, have some buzz within your studio walls. All right, everyone, have a beautiful day and I'll see you on the flip side next week um, with more great topics for you guys. So can't wait to share that. All right. Bye, guys. See you soon. If you enjoyed listening and would like to hear more, be sure to click subscribe. If you're really feeling the love, share us with your friends. To work with me or to simply find out more about the magic of creativity, arts and business, head to my website, josephinelancuba.com and you can find me on socials. I also have a book that I've co-written with a bunch of amazing entrepreneurial women called The Women Changing the World and you can grab a copy of that at josephinelancuba.com forward slash books. Thanks for listening.